It's been at least three podcast episodes now since we talked about the NHS pension. And to be honest, we were kind of done with talking about it because it is complex, but there's more to life than talking about pensions. But then a whole raft of new and really important pensions changes were announced in the last couple of weeks. The Medics Money podcast helps doctors, dentists and other professionals make better financial decisions. Hosted by myself, Dr. Tommy Perkins, a GP. And by me, Dr. Ed Cantelow, a GP, but also a chartered accountant and chartered tax advisor. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute any form of advice and tax allowances and rates are subject to change. So today, I'm really pleased to bring back Andy Powell from Medics Money, who is going to tell us everything that we need to know in a shorter and pain-free time scale as possible please if that's possible Andy because I know that you get a bit fed up of talking about pensions as well because there is more to life than pensions but there's been some really important changes this week is that right? Yeah thanks Tommy hello everyone we've had a couple of documents coming out from the pensions agency in England and also HMRC to do with the McLeod rectification and I'm sure everyone is aware of this but the McLeod rectification bit is about putting people back into their legacy pension schemes for the period from April 15 through to April 22, because that was declared illegal, pushing people into those schemes. So we've been waiting for a load of legislation to come out, which is not quite there in terms of legislation, but it's all been drafted now. And we're starting now to see some guidance coming out. So we had two documents from HMRC and NHS pensions that came out recently. And there's some really interesting stuff in there. Particularly one of the concerns that people were having is around if you previously had to disclose an annual allowance tax charge on your tax return, people were saying, well, how am I going to get the information for 22-23? So your 22-23 tax returns need to be submitted by the 31st of January 2024. And historically, they would have included the pension tax charge if you had to pay one. Even if you got the scheme to pay, you had to put it on your tax return. So HMRC have now come out and confirmed that anyone who is affected by the McLeod rectification, and I'll just touch on that in a second, who that is, if they have an annual allowance tax charge for 22-23, and they were transitioned to the 2015 scheme previously, then they do not, and I repeat, not have to put their annual allowance tax charge on their 22-23 tax return, which is going to be a relief for lots of people, including lots of accountants like me, because it always causes headaches in terms of making disclosures. What that will replace is a new reporting system, um, which is just going to apply for 22-23, but that's then going to get wrapped up with all the reviews of all the previous annual allowance tax charges that have applied. And HMRC are going to come out with a new digital system, Always sceptical when new digital systems come out, whether they're going to work, but let's hope they will work. And everyone who's been subject to an annual allowance tax charge over that 2015 to 2022 period, including the 2023 period, will have to adjust all their figures for those effectively eight years in one go. And so you have until January 2025 to do that. So it has pushed that the schedule back previously it would have been January 2024 which is quite useful but it you know it's still going to give quite a short period of time what the pensions agency have come out and said is basically they are going to issue no annual allowance statements to any remedy people for 2223 but they have until the 6th of October 2024 to issue what's called a remedial statement 
and a remedial statement is basically going to cover all those years of annual allowance tax charges, including three years prior to 2015 as well. So you can work it out. And that's the document on which you can assess whether you have overpaid your annual allowance, underpaid your annual allowance and make any relevant adjustments. What these remedial documents look like, we don't know. There's still some unknowns, especially around who has to sort of reclaim tax potentially if you've done a scheme pays election. But I'm sure all that's going to come clear as this information rolls out. The good news is, you know, as doctors, you don't have to do anything as yet until the pensions agency contact you. So until they've actually got in a situation where they started to issue remedial statements, then, you know, you don't need to do anything. And bear in mind, we've got something like 290,000 people who have taken their pension over this period who will need to be adjusted first because they're already in receipt of their benefits and then they will get on to everyone else. So you're talking, you know, potentially a million plus people will need adjustments to their pension records, which is a huge exercise for the NHS. So you don't have to do anything yourself. Wait for those statements to come through and, you know, start thinking deadline is really now January 2025. But also remember when you're completing your tax return for 22-23, if you are subject to the McLeod remedy, then you don't need to put your tax on that. So as I said before, I just point out who is impacted by this. So basically the McLeod remedy applies to anyone who was in the NHS pension scheme on or before the 31st of March 2012. Okay, so you had to be in the scheme by 31st of March 2012, and you had to have been moved over to the 2015 scheme after the 1st of April 2015. So essentially what we're looking at is anyone who was in the 1995 scheme, it was anyone born after the 1st of April 1962. Anyone in the 2008 scheme, that's anyone born after the 1st of April 1957. So we'll capture most people who are active members at the moment in the scheme. There's various other provisions coming in place as well, particularly those around who those have taken their pension. They'll be able to access scheme pays retrospectively if they've got an adjustment to their annual allowance, which is good. So no one's going to be sort of left with the liabilities they have to pay themselves if they haven't got the funds available. And then they will be starting to issue for those retired people revised pension calculations taking into account all these adjustments. So quite a lot that's going to come thick and fast over the next year, but it's really useful clarity at the moment. Awesome. So I've got a load of questions to ask if that's all right. But before I do that, we went in pretty hard and pretty fast there. And if you're a regular podcast listener, I think that will be okay for you because you know about this already. But we've had a ton of new people join us listening to the podcast. Welcome. And a ton of new people joining our YouTube. And some bloke called Andy Powell just wrote a rather nice article, which is up on our website, just explaining the background of like, what is McLeod and how did we get started? So we just got it up on screen now, if you're watching on YouTube, but essentially, well, tell us like the background, like the McLeod, what is it just for those people that aren't up to speed? Cause yeah, we've got loads of new listeners and viewers. Hi, Matthew here. And I've got under a minute to tell you five reasons to check out what medical school doesn't teach us. A podcast by Medics Money for med students at F1 Doctors. Number one, investing early. Find the true power of starting as early as possible and getting towards financial freedom. Number two, improve that credit score. You'll be very likely surprised at what can actually impact your credit score. But don't check it out just yet, as I've still got three reasons why you should check out MSDTU. Number three, moving to Australia and beyond. What? Number four, entrepreneurs from across the world of medicine, from Beyond Health Tomorrow to EGP Learning, who are changing the game. Number five, your own well-being. 
Because seriously, what's more important than that? You can find all these episodes and more on your podcast player of choice. Search for what medical school doesn't teach us or find the Medics Podcast Network. 47 seconds. Boom. So going back in time, we've had we had sort of two sections of the pension scheme. We had the 1995 section and the 2008 section. And which one you were in was very much dependent on when you joined the NHS. What essentially happened across the whole of the public sector is they decided that actually, you know, they were worried about the cost of pensions across the public sector and, you know, how long people were now living compared with when these schemes were set up. So they came up with some legislation which basically created a 2015 scheme across the whole of the public sector, so not just the NHS. And what they did is then transition people into that 2015 scheme. Now, if the government at that point in time had transitioned everyone at that point in time, we wouldn't be talking about this. But what they didn't do that, what they did is actually protect older people from any changes and older people were allowed to keep in the the legacy schemes as they were known, the 95 and the 2008 scheme, whereas younger people had to transition. And it wasn't particularly long before actually someone decided this is a an issue. And actually it was two unions. It was the firefighters union and also judges, strangely enough, took the government to court under age discrimination grounds. Can't really comment on judges commenting on judges, but they finally left. They agreed with themselves, but they certainly agreed with the fire. If you, if you say to Siri, show me a conflict of interest, I reckon it, that might be a pretty good one, eh? I'm sure the judges will have... Judges ruling on whether judges... But yeah, so, so let's concentrate <laughs> Allegedly. on firefighters. <laughs> so yeah, <they> basically <laughs> took this through one, took it through appeal, and eventually the government had to admit defeat in this, agreed it was age discrimination. So such as then being sort of struggling with how to actually rectify this. And the way they're going to rectify it is essentially putting people back into their legacy schemes temporarily. And then on retirement, you're then going to be given the option as to whether you want to stay in those legacy schemes or whether you want to move all that seven years pension history to the 2015 scheme. So you don't have to make a choice now as to what you do. You're given that choice on retirement. But what it does is then opens up a whole can of worms around tax charges. And there are so many podcasts out there on on this platform around the annual allowance tax charge and how that's changed over the period. And I've been on a few of them. But it does mean that each section of the scheme has a different calculation. So it does mean that basically they're going to have to revisit all these tax calculations, which is a huge headache. But actually, you know, a lot of cases will reduce those charges. Not everyone will get reduced, but in a lot, it will reduce them. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that explanation. I'm going to link your article in the comments because it's a great way to get started. But essentially, just listening to what you're saying there, this all sounds a bit kind of sensible and vaguely well thought through from above here because 22, 23, just don't worry don't put it on your tax return just wait for the remedial measures you will still be able to get access to scheme pays can i ask what would happen with the interest imagine that i've got a tax charge for 22 23 and i don't put it on my return because of what you just said and then what does have we got any clarity on what happens because normally you'd pay interest on that until you've settled the debt either using scheme pays or paying it from your own money what's going to happen with interest Yes, this focuses then on, I mean, there's still lots of issues up in the air. And it also ties in with scheme pays elections as well. And scheme pay election is where you decide not to pay the tax yourself. The pension scheme can pay it on your behalf, but they then reduce your pension on receipt by by a calculation. What they have said on, they've given reference to the scheme pays elections insofar as as long as all this is done 
by the 31st of January 25, that will come under what's called a mandatory scheme pays election. And a mandatory scheme pays election doesn't attract interest if it's submitted on time. So I think they're just succeeding, holding their hands up going, this is just too complicated. You know, January 25 is now the deadline. Even if it's a year later than normal, there shouldn't be interest that applies. However, if you miss that deadline and you should have done something, they have been quite clear interest will then start to apply at that point in time. So you've just got to be careful around that. To those of our listeners that are interested in having a side hustle, earning extra money is extremely easy and stress-free with today's podcast sponsor, Sermo. Sermo is a social media platform only for doctors that, among other things, offers paid medical surveys tailored to your area of expertise and which you can take from the comfort of your own home or on the go. What's more, you'll be able to connect with 1.5 million members worldwide, get second opinions and keep up to date on medical news. All for free. You can join now at sermo.link forward slash medicsmoney. That's sermo, S-E-R-M-O dot link forward slash medicsmoney. Hope to see you on there. But as I said, there are, you know, this is not yet the fully definitive version because we don't have the legislation. So legislation has to go through Parliament and that can still change at any point in time. But we're getting closer. And, it, you know, when I saw this, I just read it and thought, yeah, like you, this sounds actually quite sensible, quite pragmatic. You know, it'd be quite nice if they just took this annual allowance tax charge year in, year out and stuck it into a different system altogether because it'll be a lot simpler than having to try and combine it with your tax returns. Although the good news is from 2023, 24, the number of people caught by this is hopefully going to go down because of the rise in the allowance to 60,000 from 40,000. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds positive. And also like if you've got a decent specialist medical accountant and a decent specialist independent financial advisor, you know, they will be well on top of this, right? And if you don't have a specialist medical accountant, yeah, I think... You're either going to have to get on top of this yourself or get a decent special medical accountant. Because your average accountant, maybe this is unfair. Are they going to know what's going on here? I would doubt, to be fair. I mean, it's unfair to say everyone won't know about this. But, you know, it's been our number one agenda topic as accountants for the last, well, however many years, including lobbying and stuff on it, because it's it was a completely stupid system. So certainly the medical accountants I know are all over it. Certainly the medical IFAs I know are all over it. We've all been exchanging... Yeah, but we know the good ones, Andy, that are on medics' money. That's the problem. Yeah, but, you know, well, the good ones should be on medics' money. That's okay. what I'd say. <laughs> Only good ones on medics' money. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's so niche. It's so specialist. You know, your average accountant on your high street, they're just not going to be able to get into this level of granular detail. But if they get it wrong, you know, it's going to be a big problem. So, yeah, consult your specialist medical accountant or specialist independent financial advisor. And if you need to find one, of course, you can find it on Medics Money. Andy, that was a really useful update, definitely at the higher level of things. So quick summary of the take homes. What do people need to do now if that's possible? So quick summary for 22-23, if you expected an annual allowance tax charge because you've had them previously, if you are covered by this remedy period, so, you know, again, the, you know, you join the scheme before the 31st of March 2012 and are probably under the age of 60. At the moment, you are covered by the remedy period. You don't need to put that annual allowance tax charge on your 22-23 tax return. You then need to wait 
until the pensions agency contact you, probably sometime in 2024, with what is called a remedial statement. And a remedial statement will set out all the annual allowance tax charges recalculated back for 10 plus years. At that point in time, you need to consider what you're doing, whether you need to make a new disclosure, which you probably would do, and deal with it at that point in time. In terms of the choice side, in terms you don't need to do anything. You know, you have to wait until retirement. This is all automatic at this stage. It's only on retirement you ultimately make the choice as to which, which is the best pension option for you. What you shouldn't do is sit doing nothing. So if you get paperwork through, do share it with your advisor quickly because this has got quite a short turnaround. You know, we're looking potentially three, four months turnaround next year to be able to do this. So people will need their information quickly. I would say again, and we said this time and time again, get your paperwork ready. So particularly GPs, unfortunately, who've, you know, we've talked about their issues with their pension records. If you're one of those GPs that hasn't got an up-to-date pension record for whatever reason, please do try your hardest. And we're still trying to plug gaps all over the place, unfortunately. But yeah, try your hardest to get that up-to-date as much as possible because that means you get the information quicker. Also, if you've changed tax advisor over the last seven, eight years, bear in mind your current advisor may not have access to all that historic information. So try and find those old tax returns and things that you've been sent and just get them into one space at the moment. So it's all ready to go. Yeah, perfect. And if you are looking how to just update your records and make sure they are accurate, as Andy said, this is a great time to do that. We've got a little guide. I'll drop the link in the comments below. So you can download that guide. It takes you through it. For GPs, it's separate because we have the joy of dealing with PC with CQC. Ha, ah, that's on my mind, CQC, with PCSE. So I'll put that link in the comments below. And if you are a specialist advisor, we are having a day in London for specialist medical accountants and specialist financial advisors, just so that we can all work together, upskill each other, learn from the very best. It's on the 10th of November. Email me or Andy if you want to come or LinkedIn us, and we can let you know more details about that. But that's just for advisors to looking at to stay at the very forefront of the game. All the best from Medics Money will be there and looking forward to that a lot. Yep, lots planned for that day, which should be good. And not all pensions, by the way. There's more to life than pensions, but inevitably some of the sessions will be about pensions and I should be snoozing at the back during those sessions, most likely. Brilliant. All right, great. Thanks for catching up today, Andy. And don't forget, if you like this podcast and you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast player of choice, just subscribe. New episodes every single Tuesday. We do episodes on a Thursday as well sometimes when things are not too busy, but it's been pretty hectic recently. So hit subscribe and tell your friends about it, especially if they're panicking about what to do about next year's. Hopefully that's clarified it for you. Take care, everyone.